say someday. Someday I'd like to go back to school. Someday I'd like to have the career of my dreams. Or someday I'll run that marathon. Our guest today is a former police officer and SWAT team member who has witnessed too many cases where someday didn't come for someone. And that has propelled her into a career as a productivity and breakthrough coach. You're going to love this woman. And after meeting Julie Jones, I have no doubt you will be inspired to do that thing that you've always wanted to do. Julie is joining us right now in the studio with me today. Hi, Julie. Hi. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, Bonnie. This is such an honor and such a treat to get to spend some time with you. Well, it <laughs> is so much fun to have you here, and I know that everybody is going to feel the same way once they get to know you. Stop Waiting, Stop, Start Living. Stop Waiting, Start Living, the name of your book and also your motto. It's uh, Tell us why people need to hear this message. Well, as you said, you know, being a former police officer, I saw too quickly and too often how life can change on a dime, right? Here today, gone tomorrow. And one of the things that was the hardest part of my job was to have to give those death notifications. Death notifications. Death notifications, right? So like going in and telling loved ones that the person that they cared about was not coming home. And in those moments, I had to remain so extremely stoic. I had a lot of empathy, and I would have cried right along with them, but that wasn't part of the job that I could show. And so telling people, like, your dreams, your future is now gone, right? Because of the fact that whoever you cared most about is no longer going to be there from that moment forward. It was really such a challenge to have to do that. And then in my own life, I saw it personally with it when at the young age of 57, my mom was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. Two short years later, at the age of 59, she passed away. Wow, that is too young. It is too young. And, you know, my parents were of the generation that you waited until you retired, mm -hmm. which yes. so many people do. They're waiting, waiting, waiting. And when you retire, there is no guarantee that you'll have the health, you'll have the resources, you'll even have the time. Sure. See, for my parents, they didn't. Because when my mom died, she took her dreams to the grave. And my, and my father's dreams went right along with her because he had wrapped his world around my mom. Mm. So that, that, is, that happens so often. With it does. Doesn't it? it does. Yeah. And so it was heartbreaking for me. And then after I lost my mom just 30 short days later, 30 days later, wow. my grandmother passed away. Oh. So two strong, influential women in my life were suddenly gone. And it just hit me square in the eyes like... This is it. Like nobody knows when your expiration date is, like mm -hmm. I like to say, right? Like everybody thinks that they're going to live into their 90s and have all this time. There's something way out there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm I, you know, I'm always proud of my age. I'm 55 years old. And I think that for me, it's because you don't know how much time you have left. Like I could be at the point where I've already spent half of my life. Like it's that went fast, didn't it? It did go, it wow. did go fast. It's like I, I, I stop and I step back and I'm like, where has 55 years gone? Yeah. 
Like I remember when in the year 2000, I was working as a police officer and everybody was worried about that 1999 right. to 2000, right? Right, of course. And I sat for the first part of 2000 watching a water tower that they thought was going to get, I don't know, bombed or something oh, because nobody knew what was going to happen. Sure. And of course, nothing did. And, and now I think, oh my gosh, 23 years later, like where has that time gone from watching that water tower to what I'm currently doing now? Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I think everyone should know individuals <laughs> and organizations seek you out for many reasons. Uh, one is to live a more adventurous life or to get out of their own way to level up their skills or to streamline their productivity. The words enthusiasm, <laughs> compassion, and positivity are all over the testimonial, um, the testimonials that clients have written about you. But I feel like there's a high sense of intuition that you have as well in order to be able to see other people's strengths and then to, help able, to be able to harness that and help them use those strengths. So tell me about this. How do you well, do this? Well, I, I like to use these as kind of my, <laughs> as my well, example, why not? Why right? Not? Sure. Okay, because all of us have these set of glasses. And it's all about the filters and the perceptions that we bring to the table. So when I work with people, I often ask people, like Bonnie, have you ever seen yourself on a video camera? Oh, I think I have a few I times. Have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have, right? But it's a 360-degree view. And that's what I do for people is that I help them get beyond their own glasses, their own filters, their own perceptions of how they see themselves. And I'm able to see people completely and help them get beyond what is stopping them. And a lot of times what is stopping them is right up here, Absolutely. what I call the stinking thinking. Uh, it's, it really truly is. It's we, an experience happens for us, and then we experience an emotion, and then we label ourselves. And then every time we experience something similar to that, it solidifies that label that we believe about ourselves. See, beliefs are just lies that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the word belief, you will see that the word lie is right <gasps> in the middle of it. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah, I guess it is. It yep. is. So it's like, again, we, I love this saying, I should say, because like Don Miguel Ruiz, um, I always give credit to where I learned this stuff from. He wrote in the book, The Four Agreements, that we are born perfect, we live perfect, and we die perfect. It's just the stories that we begin to believe about ourselves and some of these lies that start to become part of our story that are not true, that lead us down that path that there is something wrong with us. Mm. And I have believed from the get-go that you know God put us on this earth with a purpose and a passion right? Like a, a specific purpose, a specific message that can only be heard from us. So that's why I want people to really, truly stop waiting, start living, start living in their truth, start sharing their message. It sounds like it's not only good for them, but they're holding back from the world by not sharing that. Absolutely. Because again, if the tables were turned, you know, for me, I'm not sharing your message because you have an important message that you share with your audience. Same thing for me. Like we can take and maybe share parts of it with each other, but it really only can be heard truly from us. 
And so whether you're on stages or you're on podcasts or you have a book or whatever it is, you in your own life have a ripple effect and you make a difference with the people who come into contact with you. So that's where I want people to really start living their message, start sharing their voice, but more importantly, just be you. Wow. And that is hard. That's hard for so many of us to say, gosh, is that enough? And I think you even write about being enough. And I like to say you've gone from cop to coach and you've traded in your tool belt for a tool belt full of enthusiasm and, <laughs> and outrageousness even. And somehow that you use that to and you bring it to uh, the people that you coach. So give us an example of the fun that you have. I know you talk about Believing in working hard, well, but also I, playing I, I, hard. I brought all my props. Well, there you go. Right? Like, so <laughs> there here's you one go. of my props, and I often say, like, watch the ears, oh, right? Wait. Because they, because <laughs> this is who I am. And so, really, it's about seeing things from a different perspective. When I work with people, it's really about seeing what's possible for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for instance, I have a current client who wrote his initial book eight years ago, eight years ago, yet he keeps revamping it and he keeps rewriting it because there's a fear deep down to really put that book out there. Oh yeah. Oh, I get that. And so I said, send me the copy of the book, the initial draft. Now he's already on the second draft, right? And I read the first draft. I said, this is an amazing book and this message needs to get out. So now we're not even bothering with draft number two because there's like no, this, he just was self-sabotaging, right? Like he just didn't believe in himself enough, but I bring the belief in for him and we're working on getting that book out and it's going to shift and make a difference. And just recently he gave me a testimonial in front of a room full of people with tears in his eyes Mm. because of the belief that I have in him and how I'm helping him live out what is most important to him. See, it's not my regret that I will have about not having my book out. I told him, I said, nobody's expecting you to write a book. There is no expectation. Expectations are a form of control. But it's you when you're on your deathbed. See, we all regret what we didn't do, not what we did do. And so when you're there, are you going to be regretting that you didn't get that book published out? And that was what spurred him to say, okay, let's go. Yeah. Like we just, and, and I did it in a fun way, of course. <laughs> well, I, I, would, I would expect that. Well, the, for those who are listening and not watching this program, you should know that Julie Jones is a beautiful six foot tall blonde woman who commands attention. I'm sure you figured that out by now. She doesn't shy away from it. She owns her presence and uses it to get and keep people's attention and to encourage them and to motivate them. But in reading your books, Julie, I know that this hasn't always been the case. I know that you had a difficult childhood. You talk about being tall all of your life, which a lot of us would have really loved. But in your case, you were felt you felt often bullied. And then when you finally uh, got away from all that, got into college and felt like you were going to have a clean slate and new friends, you met a young man and you were sexually assaulted on a date. But what's incredible through all this sadness and these horrible experiences that it didn't make you bitter. It certainly didn't shut you down. And it didn't make you not believe in yourself or feel like a victim and stop you from believing in others, which I think is so beautiful. So how do you use all of this to help other people? 
we're all on a journey, right? And it's part of our story and it doesn't define who we are. Like I really believe that life happens for us, for life lessons to, to appear and then how do we respond? I respond with a lot of resilience. Like I get knocked down and I keep getting back up over and over. And by me doing that and sharing my story very publicly, I wanted to inspire others to realize that even though you may get knocked down, it's like just getting back up one more time, right? Because I, I am so passionate and truly believe that the only way to fail is to quit. Mm. So just keep getting back up one more time. There's an infinite amount of solutions for anything that you are facing out there. And I just know that that resilience that I experienced, not only from growing up and from what you share that I experienced, but also in law enforcement. And I've, you know, um, had several divorces, right? Because it just happens. And I look at it and I say, okay, there's a lesson to be learned from mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It means that I'm showing up in a different way because of the life lessons that I've learned. I love that because so many of the things that we've been talking about, people do get stuck and they do feel like a failure and that just crushes their self-esteem and their enthusiasm for what the future can bring. So I, I love that you share that and you're so open with uh, things that have happened to your life that for many people would be just paralyzing. Um, I also wanna talk about, we mentioned it shortly, uh, ago a self-sabotage and in stop waiting start living um, one of your many books uh, you focus on you said when we're getting ready to do something big we start getting focused on menial <laughs> tasks and I think I think you even wrote you've got the cleanest refrigerator by the way on your block now why do we do this and then does this help us get to that place of doing something big or does it just get in the way well, there's a, there's a couple of things that I believe that are big self-sabotars, and those are perfectionism. Oh, yeah. So one of the things that I work with people on that done is better than perfect. That's one of my favorite sayings. Done Love it. I must say better. it every day. Well, that's, that's done. <laughs> may not be perfect, but that's done. That's right. And then procrastination. Because procrastination is one of those things that where I look at it is that there is a fear deep down that is stopping us. Like I didn't believe when I first started writing my book that I was an author. And there was part of me that that believed like who is going to want to read anything that I I write. Oh my gosh. That right? is so hard to believe looking at you and going, who wouldn't want to <laughs> read a book that you put out? Well, thank you. But it's like we again I am just on this journey like everybody else. And I looked at it and I said, if I share my story and it just impacts one person, right? Like it impacts one person to make a difference in their life. And that actually happened. I think I shared That's, with you. You did. Tell, yes, tell, tell us. that. So a gentleman that I had given a copy of the book to, like sometimes I just feel compelled to give people a yeah, copy the of the book, thing. right? It's yep. like here because I, I know that it'll make a, a difference. And after 28 years of working for someone else, he was down after a surgery. He had the opportunity to read my book and he finally started his own business. Now this was 28 years. 28 years of was, working for someone. Did he love what he was doing? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after 21 years and it took a surgery to let him be still, 
to look at a book, to read somebody else's wisdom and saying, oh, you know what? Maybe I can do this. So have you kept up with him? How is he doing these He's days? doing great, That's right? Amazing. Like he's, he's progressing, amazing. he's moving forward. And in fact, when he shared with me how he started the business, he was already reading the book for a second time to pull out more nuggets. Because as you read the book, you realize it's more than just a book. It's a journal as well. So after every mm-hmm. chapter, there are questions for people to take inspired action. Like one of the things that we do as human beings is sometimes we go to events or we read books and we get all motivated and excited. And that motivation lasts for maybe 24 hours, right? (laughs) And then you're like, you're not doing anything with it. So I wanted to give people a tool that they were able to write down their thoughts and start taking action. See, in life, we have all the knowledge. And people say knowledge is power. It's actually applied knowledge is power. It's taking what you know and starting to apply it and seeing what's working, what's not working for you to move you forward. Small steps of action every single day are going to take you a lot further than obviously paralysis analysis and thinking and thinking and thinking. That's a good one. And I think people think uh, we get stuck in thinking, well, if I only do this one more thing or if I, you know, get this one more certification or degree or something, then I'll be ready. And that's another form of self-sabotage is that, you know, like getting all these certifications. Listen, as a coach, I can tell you no one has ever asked me for my list of certifications certificate. or yeah. anything that I've had to, to share or send to anybody. It just doesn't happen because I, I exude the confidence and I exude, you know, who I am. And I'm so authentic and true to who I am that people see that and they just want a piece of that. Julie, you're the perfect example of somebody who walks into a room who owns their brand. You walk in and you, you live your brand, which I think, as you mentioned, people already know what you're about when you walk in, which is such a gift. I want to talk about journaling, too. Uh, that's something that you encourage your clients to do, as you were talking about. And so in, in a, yet another book, Stop Doing, Start Being, asks people to identify their beingness, their, their beingness, and to write it down. So please define what you're asking them to do. What does that mean? So the easiest way that I guess I can describe this, Bonnie, is that people believe that if they do something... And let's say they do an activity, they have the money, they're going to be happy. And what I teach people is that you have to be happy in order to do something to have what it is that you want. Okay, so it's not the other way around. It's not the other way around. And most people believe that by doing, they're going to be a certain way. They're going to be joyful or be courageous. If I lose five pounds, I'm going to be so much more outgoing. Right. Yeah, right. And that's not the case. It's, you know, when you do the thing, all right, I, I, you know, I did, I've done photo shoots where maybe I've been carrying what I feel is excess weight, but I just go ahead and I do it and I see those photos and I'm like, dang girl, you look really good. (laughs) Right. And so, but that that's where then like, I'm being confident in who I am right at that given moment to go ahead and do the things that open up my life. See, I'm all about living life out loud. And Mm. you can only live life out loud if you are just being who you are meant to be. You know what I think is great, and I think uh, a lot of people have shown shown us this over the years, is that um, when people see you, 
They see an essence. They're not picking you apart. And when we see ourselves, we pick ourselves apart. And I think that's the difference we have to remember. It's like, you know, we're bigger than what we want to focus on. So uh, I, I just love that. I want to also talk about some of the other skills that you have. You are a certified master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, also known as NLP, and also certified in mental and emotional release, as well as hypnosis. Briefly, what do these treatments do? <laughs> Uh, how do they help other people? The biggest thing that I can say is that they're just additional tools that I have to really help my clients get beyond what is keeping them stuck. Hmm. And the biggest thing with mental and emotional release is that we're releasing the emotions around certain events. It's the emotions that keep us stuck. So for instance, when I was bullied, right, and that, you know, I, I experienced hurt and I experienced sadness, maybe even anger. I put a label on myself about that. So every time I'm back in a situation like that, those emotions can start to flare up, and it keeps me and it keeps me from moving forward and progressing what I want in life. Now, through the process I have, you don't forget about the memories. That's not what this is about. But you release the emotions around it. And you realize mm. the learnings that were behind those, those incidences that happened again for us. We preserve the learnings, but we release the emotional aspect of it, which makes the shift in people's thinking and how they see things differently. Boy, that is a, a higher power way of looking at things. And uh, I can just imagine how that feels. You must step back from it. And you can see it happening and it may feel like that happened to somebody else. And you can have empathy, and you can clearly see the, the uh, lessons that were meant to be learned. And, and I love that. So that's what um, NLP does. It and, does, and along with a release. whole host of other things yeah. that, you know, that I'm able to help people with. And a lot of times people think, like, with hypnosis that you're going to, like, cluck like a chicken, right? And that's not <laughs> what it's about. It's really about putting you into a deep meditative state that um, really helps the unconscious mind with accepting positivity, right, rather than clucking like a chicken. Yeah, well, that's, that sounds like a better option to me. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Julie, you have been a coach for 15 years, um, but I, I really feel, and I really feel this deeply, that your star is just about to explode to supernova status. You're on so many stages these days, and you're involved in so many programs. You're also the keynote speaker at an upcoming Athena Leadership Awards uh, ceremony in Prescott, Arizona. And that's where we honor women, of course, women in leadership, and then encourage others to step into their own leadership potential. So tell me, if you wouldn't mind, what is the main message you're, you hope that, that these women will, will hear when you're up on stage? Well, it's a whole presentation around the idea of stop waiting, start living. And I have an acronym um, called Do You that really will take people through some tips that they can integrate in their life that are going to, first of all, streamline their time because time is our most valuable asset. Once time is spent, we're not going to get it back, mm -hmm. right? And so... If people, again, are, are on this like waiting train, as I like to call it, let's find ways to get off the waiting train and start living your life in the moment. See, because the biggest business that we are in is the business of our life. Hmm. And people want us 
for experiences. We want to make magical memories and magical moments with the people around us, the people that love us. It's not about the things. It's about life experiences. And that's what they're going to take away from the mm, what, what presentation. What a beautiful message. I, I love it all. Julie, it's been such a pleasure having you here and getting to know you better. So appreciate you spending time with us. Oh, thank you so much, Bonnie, for the opportunity. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it certainly has. <laughs> thank you for bringing the fun. Well, as we mentioned, Julie Jones is an international best-selling author of six books. She's produced her own TV show, Stop Waiting, Start Living, on the Zondra Network, and is the host of her own podcast. She's also a wedding officiant, and you can find out more by going to her website at juliejones.biz. That's B-I-Z. You can also read more about her in Quad Cities Business News. Just go to quadcitiesbusinessnews.com and search for Julie Jones. Julie Jones reminds us to get off the hamster wheel, to live a life without regret, and to have the courage to be who we are meant to be. I hope you've been inspired to take that next step toward your best life. This is Zoni Living, business, adventure, and leadership. I'm Bonnie Stevens.